Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson is taken from Jeremiah, chapter 23, Verses 1 through 6. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all of the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will read responsively Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains shake in the depths of the sea. Though its waters rage and foam, and though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be shaken. God shall help it at the break of day. Nations rage, and the kingdoms shake, and it speaks, and the earth melts away. The Lord of hosts is with you. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come now, regard the works of the Lord, what desolations God has brought upon the earth. Behold the one who makes war to cease in all the world, 
who breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. The second lesson is taken from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, with joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 23rd chapter, beginning at the 33rd verse. Glory to you, O Lord. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since we are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly for we have getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today 
you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise you, Christ. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you, we praise you, we give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for being our king. And being a different kind of king than what we envision. Thank you for your grace, for your love, your humbleness, your death on a cross. Help us, dear Lord, that we truly may be your disciples, that we may take up your cross by denying ourselves and following you. Help us, dear Lord, in our lives that we may forgive as you forgave us on the cross. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. On Christ the King Sunday, it is one of those Sundays that you just want to sing praise to God for what God has done. So forgive me in advance, please. <laughs> to dream the impossible dream to fight the unbeatable foe to bear with unbearable sorrow to run where the brave dare not go and you can fill in the rest uh, this song comes from man of la mancha it's sung by don quixote and uh, it is uh, called, of course, The Impossible Dream, but also is referred to as The Quest. And so this morning, we see the fulfillment of quests. Now, throughout the Gospel of Luke, there have been quests. Uh, for example, uh, the friends of the paralytic who seek out Jesus, their quest to find Jesus and heal their friend, even by lowering him through the roof of a house. Uh, there is uh, the quest of the centurion uh, who seeks uh, uh, Jesus to heal his servant. There is all these different quests, even Zacchaeus uh, climbing the tree in order to see Jesus. And throughout the Gospel of Luke, there has been a quest by the Christ that divine imperative that uh, keeps on coming, that divine necessity for the Son of Man must be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day rise again. And so we have this quest that comes to fulfillment in this gospel that we hear today, a gospel text that maybe as we celebrate the kingship of Christ and what we consider to be kingly might come as a surprise 
because it just doesn't seem to compute with what we consider to be kingly. It is this sense of the humility of the Christ. It is throughout the Gospel of Luke, we have heard all these reversal of fortunes. We have heard Jesus teaching, for he who humbles himself will be exalted, and those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And so we find true humility there on the cross. And as we heard in the gospel text today, we hear of the scorn, the mocking that came forth in that uh, event, in this fulfillment of the quest. And again, we just kind of feel bothered by this, don't we? That this is the result of human action. And it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction when we come to think about it, because back then and even today, we want the Messiah to be powerful. We want that Messiah to be victorious in our terms. We want that image of a medieval knight in shining armor coming to save us. And back then, it was to save them from the Romans. Instead, we get a Don Quixote. We get a poor carpenter, battered, bruised, scandalously dying a criminal's death by the most painful execution the Romans could come up with. This is the quest of the Christ, to die in this way. And just like the devil who tempted Jesus in the wilderness by reminding him who he is, there is an element of temptation for Jesus one last time. Here is the king of the Jews. If you are the Messiah, the Son of God, come down from that cross, then we'll believe. If you are the Son of God, save yourself and us. But Jesus knows that the stakes are too high, that the cosmic battle must be won in this way. And think about the grace of God in this moment. Kings normally make pronouncements to their enemies who have failed. by condemning them, by unjust terms of the victor over the victim, of the vanquished. Jesus, with his kingly power, says, 
Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I love the ambiguity that is in that statement. The ambiguity is not in the forgiveness, but is in the pronoun, them. Jesus doesn't single out anybody. He doesn't say, Father, forgive the Romans, or Father, forgive the Sanhedrin, or Father, forgive the disciples for not following through and protecting me. Father, forgive them. Forgive the Romans. Forgive the Sanhedrin. Forgive the disciples. Not only then, but today. That's the beauty of what transpires here on the cross when the criminal says to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. This criminal must have heard those words of forgiveness. He must have been inspired by the Holy Spirit to understand the depth of forgiveness that God was offering. And that is why you hear those beautiful words from Jesus today. You will be with me in paradise. Not some far off future in some far off place. Today. And that's what this forgiveness means. This forgiveness is for us today. This promise of love and grace is for us Today, this forgiveness that is offered is for today. So how do we respond to all of this? It is a matter of looking at uh, Jesus and remembering his words of discipleship. If anyone wants to follow me, let them deny themselves Take up the cross and follow me. Being a Christian today means to have the same humility that was exemplified by Christ on the cross. It is today that we are called to live the Christian life of denying ourselves of, instead of putting us First, we put God first in our neighbor second. It is this sense of forgiveness that is universal when Jesus is there on the cross. It is that same sense of forgiveness that says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It is not intended to be exclusive in any way, shape, or form. 
It is a forgiveness that we are called to live each and every day. To give away the forgiveness that we have received on the cross. That is why the Don Quixote image is so powerful for us to remember that Don Quixote is that Christ figure, not only in the story of Man of La Mancha, but also in the Cervantes uh, novel. It is a reminder that through this humility, this grace and love, that the world will be better. And the world will be better for this, that one man, scorned and covered with scars, still strove with his last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable star. May you reach your unreachable star, no matter how hopeless, no matter how far in your lives this day. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the ShepherdCast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you are able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.